So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is the epistle text that I believe we'll be having on Sunday, and it is this wonderful text that causes us to realize the work of the Spirit in us, right? And the movement of the Spirit to cause us to understand, to better understand, to, to better cling to that petition, our Father in heaven. It begins by saying, so then, brothers and sisters, which we always look past, but think about this. Paul is speaking to some people whom he's never met before. When he writes the, the, the letter to the Romans, he hasn't been to Rome yet. He hasn't met to the Roman church. He didn't found the, the Roman church, unlike the, the church in, in Philippi, for instance. And yet he calls them brothers and sisters, part of the family. How does that, that in many of our church cultures and many of our, our different church denominations, the word brother or, or sister is used of a fellow Christian in the body of Christ. And, and other uh, uh, cultures within the church, other denominations, uh, other, other congregations have foregone that, that decision, that, that understanding of those words, right? And yet we're supposed to understand ourselves as the family of God, as the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters, here being ones adopted as children of God. And so I wonder, what would that change for us, especially if we're thinking about our Father who art in heaven, where we already talked about the our part of the Father, uh, that, that, that petition, the our part, that we are jointly together in the body of Christ. How would that change the way that we see one another, especially those that we have issues with? Uh, those who uh, forgot our birthday or, or forgot our name or uh, did not um, visit us when we were in the hospital or quite literally drive us up the wall, who we try to avoid at all costs. We make sure we sit on the complete opposite side of the church from them. If they sit in the front, we sit in the back. If they sit in the back, we sit in the front. If they sit on one side, we sit on the other side. All those things. How would that change for us? Using those, word, that, those words, brother and sister. It says, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Meaning, meaning that our debt our connection uh, to, to uh, our issues within life are, are not connected to the flesh, even though we try to fix them with the flesh. Instead, they're connected uh, through the spirit, that, that, that they're spiritual things, that even though we, we sin with our flesh, we sin with our bodies, the, the issue, the, the struggle, the pain, the, the, the punishment that we deserve will come through not only in the flesh, but in the spirit. 
And, and here he's saying, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. This, this idea that if we place all our hope in our bodies, that we're going to get it right this time, we're not. And even if we do try and get it right, and we try really, really hard to be really, really good people, we fast and we pray and we go and do good works, whatever those are, they're not going to save us from the fact that one day I'm going to do your funeral or you're going to do my funeral. We're going to go and visit someone with a headstone, big hole in the ground, put them in it. None of those things can keep us from that. But then he says, but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. This, this idea of uh, allowing ourselves to hold on to the fact that God is in heaven that he's above us, that he, he is in charge, that he is watching over us. And so we have this freedom now not to place all our hope in the deeds of the body, but place our hope in him, in, in his spirit, in the, in the work that the spirit does in us. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation in which uh, you do something and you think you totally just blew it. You think you totally just made a hash of it, that you totally just messed up, that you say to yourself, man, if I could go back and do something different, I would do blah, 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 I'd fix this. And then you come to find out that that thing that you did, whatever it might be, bore fruit, that it was good. I can remember quite a number of years ago, as a youth director uh, 18 years ago and uh, it didn't end well for me I, I was young and I was stupid <laughs> as far as uh, laziness and and other things and, and, I, and I've always looked back on that time in my life and gone okay that's not gonna happen again so I probably overwork now but I can remember feeling like well I just wasted that time because I felt like nothing changed nothing whatsoever and then I remember getting a note a card um, from a, a girl who was a senior the year that I was there and I remember we had I think we had gone to her graduation party brought her a gift that family was good friends of ours for a long time we've since lost touch with them and I remember in this card, she wrote a thank you for the gift we gave. And then she said, and I just want to let you know, you were the first youth pastor, she called me pastor, to treat me as a grown-up rather than as a kid. And I went, wow. I felt like during that whole time that I had not done anything, and yet that came as fruit. That this young lady felt like she was part of the church now, that she was a mature sister in the faith. And that has struck me so hard now that all of my ministry, all of my time with youth and young people, and even kids sometimes, I try to treat them as full members of the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters, as, as adults in the body of Christ, because we are all on the same playing field, right? We're all children of God by the Spirit. And so we can't sit here and say, well, we're more important than so-and-so. But instead, we need to tell our kids, we need to tell our youth, our students, our young adults, this church is yours too. Because we are all brothers and, and sisters, and we are made that by the Spirit. In the Lutheran understanding, we see that in our baptism. That our baptism is this point in which God makes us his child. He puts us 
in the will where it says here that that uh, we are uh, have received this the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters that when we cry out abba father or daddy we do not that not out of our own will we do it out of the work of the spirit we do it out of the the spirit joining with ours and causing us to cry out and respond abba father because we realize through the Spirit working in us, the transformation that comes through the Spirit in us, that we are God's child and that we are children, that we are part of the family of God. And that's one of the hopes of what the Spirit does in us is that it causes that first petition of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, our Father who art in heaven, whichever version you want to use, our hope is that the Spirit works in us to cause us to realize that we are His child, His children, that you are His child, that, that you are not just some random collection of molecules that God maybe pays attention to every now and then, but you are His, and He's purposefully adopted you. He's pulled you out of the orphanage of sin, out of the slavery of death, and made you his own and given you life in his name, life in Christ, that even though our flesh is going to fail us and our flesh is going to crumble and fall apart, because he has made us heirs and co-heirs with Christ, that means then that even though we will suffer, that our flesh will fail, that we will die just as Christ died, we will also join him in the inheritance that he's received in the resurrection, the inheritance that he has received in the kingdom, that he's been given the kingdom and we are to be given the kingdom too. Uh, as as Luke, the, the Gospel of Luke tells us that, that we're supposed to take heart, that it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Those are the things that we hope that the Spirit does in us. Those are the things that we hope that we should pass on to our, our children and our students and our young people that this is what the church is about. It's about the Our Father becoming true for you. It is about us realizing that we are his children. It's about making real for our young people the truth of the promise of our baptism, the promise that Christ gives to us and that he promises to hear us, and the promise that we receive of the forgiveness of our sins and the return of Christ to take us to glory. That, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, with these words we ask that you would entice us so that we come to believe that you are truly our Father and we are truly your children, in order that we may ask you boldly and with complete confidence, just as loving children ask their loving Father, knowing that you hear us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We will see you tomorrow with our gospel.